And ever since, we've been talking about the big picture. Two weeks ago, I ministered on big, the big picture, which happened to be part one. And last week, Sunday, I still spoke about the big picture, part two. And today, we are delving into part three, hopefully to finish the big picture so that in the coming month, the month of August, we shall prepare ourselves for an, another season altogether. We call it the times of refreshing. It's a period where we fast. Not just on Saturdays like we've been doing every Saturday, but this time around for a 21 day period. And those who didn't hear the announcement, it's from the 9th of August to the 29th of August. A 21 day period of fasting and prayer. How beautiful it will be. I pray that we'll utilize all the platforms, whether it is Zoom, whether it is Line, whether it is go to meeting, whether it's IP online radio, whether it's Facebook, we're going to utilize all the social media platforms to our advantage so that we can connect fast and pray and we will see great results. So get ready in case you've been eating so much, just start reducing your food. Even this coming week, you can fast a little just to prepare yourself for knife and to the 29th of August. God bless you. And for your information, by the grace of God, we're going to take partake of the Holy Communion at the end of the service. So please, uh, get your, your pastry material, your bread, your wafer, and your non-alcoholic wine or non-alcoholic juice, and then we can break bread together, feast at the Lord's table, and have the Holy Communion together. God bless you. Thank you. So please, invite somebody to tune into IP Online Radio because I'm just about teaching on the big picture part three. And God is faithful he will instruct us. We've been looking at the big picture because God intends that we will see what he is looking at. That we'll begin to look at what he is also looking at and function with our reality. So I will encourage those of us who have never heard these messages, I mean, in the last two weeks, to go back to our podcast uh, Samuel Excellence Podcast and you will find these two messages already uploaded there and it's also being aired on IP Online Radio from time to time so you can refresh your memory but today I'm dealing with part 3 which has to do with Ephesians chapter 4 verses 15 and 16 remember God gave apostles, prophets, evangelists pastors and teachers to perfect the saints, to mature us and to equip us for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that we should no longer be children that is in the pew, that is infants tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. I said all these things in the last two weeks. Now verse 15 says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head that is Christ from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective 
working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Oh, how I wish that you caught the revelation in these two verses. Because this is a big picture. God is telling you and me that it's not just about IPR ministries and then the philosophy of, oh, this is my church. My church is the best. And all those slogans that we put on ourselves that seem to portray that we are in some form of competition. And yet, we are not in competition at all. We are different members of the same body. And when one member suffers, the whole body worldwide suffers with it. When one member is honored, the whole body rejoices with it. So, here, God is giving us a very big picture of the entire body of Christ. It's not just about your local assembly. It is the wish of God that we will speak the truth in love. Meaning that it is possible to speak the truth and yet not do so in love. And mind you, the kind of faith we are born into or we were born with is the faith which works by love. Maybe the best picture will be a machine. For instance, if you have a caterpillar that runs on diesel, we can say that the caterpillar works by diesel fuel. If you attempt to put any other fuel, whether it is petrol or kerosene or any other fuel for that matter into that caterpillar, it will not work. Likewise, our faith works by love. So whenever you attempt to exercise your faith, but it is not governed by love, it is not exercised within the boundaries of love, you may make the attempt, but what will happen is that you may destroy some people and end up destroying yourself because faith works by love. Faith is secure within the boundaries of love. Love is the commitment to the well-being of another. In other words, if we are exercising our faith, it should not destroy others. You don't use your faith to build yourself up and destroy others. It does not work like that. So here he's saying that speaking the truth in love, meaning that if you're going to speak the word of God, the word of God is truth. He says the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And he also told us that I am the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus, the word of God, is the truth. If we're going to communicate the gospel, if we're going to illustrate the gospel, we're going to expound on the gospel, we're going to um, expantiate on the gospel, what God has committed to us is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It must be spoken in love. You don't use the gospel to intimidate others. You don't use the gospel to manipulate others. That, is, that means you are not committed to the well-being of the people. You don't make merchandise of the gospel where you put price and premium on your messages and package it said that until some people buy at a certain cost, they cannot hear that message. It is wrong. And we have practiced these things 
in the 20th century, thank God we are only 20 years in the 21st century. God wants us to repent. And I'm talking about the entire body of Christ. Where we have placed limits on how far the gospel can go because we have put prices on our so-called preparation. You have prepared a message. Maybe you have packaged it so nicely. So it's in the form of an audio book or it's in the form of, you know, a literature where you have to market it and make some money for yourself. I'm not against writing books. We will write books. We will write books and we will get a lot of, you know, music also produced. All I'm trying to say is that if we are committed to the well-being of others, then we should learn to limit the restrictions we put on such materials because freely you have received and freely we ought to give. After all, don't you realize that when you give freely, it comes back to you freely in abundance. But when you begin to put price on all that God gives you, particularly our gospel musicians, ministering in songs, and yet by the time they leave, Every offering is put together and gathered back to them as they are honorarium. <laughs> we are not working in love. That's the point I'm trying to say. I may be stepping on some toes, but the truth of the matter is that if we really love the body, we will, we will, we will have at the back of our mind that what I'm giving, I'm giving it because it was given to me free of charge. I'm ministering and let the people bless you. Don't put premium. Don't put price until you pay me 20,000 Ghana cities. I'm not coming. What are you talking about? If we were going to be charging our preaching and our messages, do you know what will happen? We will be making merchandise of the gospel and God hates it. Do you know the price the founding fathers of Christianity had to pay just to even translate the Bible from one language to the other? And how some were even eaten up by lions. Some had to hide in some caves just to do the translation. And they gave it to us free of charge. Now, in the era where we live in, because of democracy and other um, social disciplines, you don't find those extreme persecutions. And now you are fine. There's no persecution. So you now come and you have the opportunity to use technology to package yourself, put some music together, and then now you are marketing it or you put some message together. You are marketing it, marketing it for money. We must do this work in love. I'm talking to the entire body of Christ. That is God's picture. And we must see that picture. Enough of the restrictions we have put on ourselves, the boundaries we have set around ourselves, that make it look like this is coming from this, you know, producer. It's coming from Susan and so, and so I am marketing it. And you do it in another church and collect money. It's wrong. We are not committed to the well-being of the entire body. But God wants us to change our style, change our mindset, and begin to see the big picture. Speaking the truth in love, he says, may grow up. The only way we can grow up is when we are really doing everything that we do in love. He said, may grow up in all things into him. Sometimes we grow up in some of the areas about Christ. The him here has to do with Christ. We grow up in some areas relating to Christ. But in other areas, we are still infants. 
We are so babes, so feeding on milk. But he, God, God's picture is that, that we may grow up in all things. Into him who is the head, that is Christ. In other words, when God looks at the entire body, there's no difference between the head and the members of his body. We are functioning just like him. We are carrying the same grace, the same authority, the same power, the same honor. Like Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. First John 3, 8 also says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And the endless expectation of the creature, according to the book of Romans chapter 8, it's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. God wants us to manifest just like Christ. So when we appear, like it happened in the book of Acts, the Bible said, when Paul and his companions went to a certain place, the people said, the people who have turned the world upside down have come here also. Look at how Jesus Christ has turned the world upside right, not upside down. When we are bringing light, where there's darkness, they will say we are turning the world upside down. They will say we are forbidding them from doing the things that they used to do in the dark. But that is not turning the world upside down. It is turning it upside right. And no one single individual is commissioned to do it all by himself. It is the entire body. There will come a time in the name of Jesus Christ where the entire body will move like an army. And we will literally intimidate and shake nations. Because the fear and the dread of the glory of God upon us will fall upon these nations. I'm prophesying, wherever we are in the entire nations of the world, the body of Christ, God's picture is that we may speak the truth in love and grow up into Christ in all things. It happened in the first century church. Bible says they took knowledge of them. They realized that everything that they did was just like Christ. Everything that they spoke was just like Christ. Whatever they did, I mean, to the extent that someone like Apostle Peter, Apostle Peter, they, they, they had to put sick people in the, in the streets, okay? So that peradventure, as he passes through town, his shadow will fall upon these sick people. And the Bible says, as many as came under the shadow of, or the influence of the shadow of Apostle Peter, all these sick foes got healed. Can you imagine? Just your shadow. That's your shadow. If God can put anointing on the shadow, then how about the real you? So they nicknamed them Christians. It was a nickname. Now we have, we have tagged ourselves with that name. But oftentimes we are not like Christ. We haven't grown up into him in all things yet. But that is a big picture. God wants the church of Jesus Christ worldwide to grow up into Christ in all things. So that the body will fit into the head. So that there will be no division. There will be no distinction between the head and the body. Then we can quote First John 4, 17 well. That as it is, so are we in this world. But sometimes when we quote that scripture, in my mind I'm like, are we really? We are making a confession of faith. But are we really like him here in this world? The big picture part three. Hallelujah. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, that is Christ. Verse 16 says, from whom the whole body, look at it, from Christ, the whole body 
joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. Take note. Get a picture, child of God. The whole body of Christ. From the head, that is Christ. From whom the whole body joined and knit together. I hope you know knitting. Those who do sewing. Join or you, those who put pieces together, you join pieces together from whom the whole body joined and then knit together by what every joint supplies. In other words, if I am joined to, let's say, brother B, I'm brother A, and brother B is joined to me, I am not the only person supplying, brother B is also supplying. So, wherever we are joined as a body, there is a supply. In other words, the effectiveness of the body will be when we work together. It is called iron. Sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. That is why he told us that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. Although in the era of this global pandemic, we are not able to gather together. We are so together. Live on IP Online Radio. Live on Facebook. And as God gives us more platforms, we will still gather together because in the realm of the spirit, there's no distance at all. Glory be to God. But when we gather together like this, it's supposed to be every joint. As I'm, as I'm ministering, you are ministering back. And the joint, where we are joined together, there is a supply. There is a sharpening. There is something that comes out of our unity. For one shall put a thousand to flight. But when two are joined together, the Bible says they shall put ten thousand to flight. Meaning that when you put three together, they shall put 100,000 to fly. When you put four together, it goes to 1 million to fly. And then, what? Is it six or five? You get to 10 million. Then you get to 1 billion. So as the numbers increase and we work together, we get exponential results. We make greater impact. We generate what we call corporate anointing. Where two are better than one. Bible says because they have a good reward for their labor. When we labor together, when we are laboring together, we get greater results than an individual could achieve. And let me, let me say this, because I've been saying this for years, that in this end time, no lone ranger will survive. Hear that one. There is no lone ranger. That is why God has removed the walls. So that we can see the big picture and see from the rest of the body, which other part of the body elsewhere do it like the way we do. Then we can partner. Then we can join our, our, ourselves together. Sharpening one another. Encouraging one another. Exalting one another. And so much the more as we see the day of his coming approaching. So verse 16 again says that from whom the whole body. So whatever we do, it comes from the head. But when the body is not joined together, there is no impact from the body, from the head rather, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. By what every joint supplies. There is a supply when we are joined together. According to the effective working by which every part does its share. Did you hear that? The Holy Ghost is the one who does that effective work. The word effective there is energy. That's the energy of the spirit. Whenever we are cooperating together, praying together, worshiping together, there is a work of the Holy Ghost amongst us. So he says that according 
to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body. Did you see that? For the edifying of itself in love. So what are you talking about? When we say we are not growing, we are not growing. It is because we are only concentrating on our local assemblies. Growing our local assemblies. It is like growing a human body into Kosciuszko. Where the stomach becomes very big. But the neck is lean and the head is big. You look shapeless. That is what we have been doing to the body. Because in the entire body of Christ. Some people suffering. Has never become our suffering. Meanwhile scripture tells us that when one member suffers. The whole body suffers with it. We have lived the careless life of or let me read it this way. We have lived an indifferent life. So indifferent about the well-being of other members in the body. And even many times when others are suffering in the same body, we even rejoice. He says, my brethren, you who are spiritual, when someone falls, don't rejoice. But rather restore such ones. Considering yourself, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted where we care for one another, where the well-being of the entire body is our focus. You are not just interceding for the past two and a half years, for instance, as a ministry, much of our intercession has centered on just us. But in this third year, as we prepare to stay awake in this year of great awakening, our intercession has gone global. Not just even about the nation in which we dwell or we are operating from, but about the entire body of Christ. We now ought to bring the picture into perspective. When we are thinking about the entire body of Christ and then we are thinking about the nations of the world. That's God's picture. He does not wish that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. And we've got to catch that picture and flow with it as such. Are you there? Alright. So let me just summarize the last line. He says, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Every part does its share. Every part does its share. This whole thing is not about one man's soul. Every part does its share. When you look at the body, the human body, there are different parts. Sometimes we give recognition and honor to the major organs like the heart. Like the lungs, like the liver, like the, like the kidney. But there are parts like the fingernails. Come on. If your body is itching right now, serious itching. Have you suffered eczema before? Uncontrolled itching. Where you need to scratch the body. If there is no material to help you scratch, oftentimes it's the fingernails that does it. It may not look important because the fingernails is made up of hard protein. And hard protein is not edible. So chances are that you may think that, oh, as for my fingernails grows, then I'll cut it off. But it's not about the fact that it is hard protein and it's not edible, so it's, it's useless. It has a use in the body. 
So when every part does its share, Bible says it causes growth of the body. The reason why we have not seen growth in the body is because we have only honored the superstars. We have only honored the champions. Those we call local champions, champion attacks. You know, they have they have taken the, the stage. And they are the people that we honor. And we have forgotten that there are others who are also called into the body, who have diverse callings, diverse abilities, diverse giftings that are supposed to be harnessed so that every part will do its share. And when every part does its share, it causes growth of the body. Do we want to see the growth of the body of Christ in this end time? Let every part be allowed to do its share. No one man can do it all by himself. Oftentimes, the attitude of congregation is that it's not supposed to be like that. When one member is on the stage, all of us will rally behind him and say that, look, let's support this man because it will get to your turn. It will certainly get to your turn. And every part that is said, even if you are not giving the center stage, if you are not giving the platform, you can do your share by praying for such individual who is at the forefront. Because you may not know the arrows that may be hitting him, that may make him be slacking in his efforts. So your share may be to pray, may be to encourage, to send a message and say, brother, God is with you. Sister, God is, 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 is at work in your life. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, but exalting one another. So everybody can do his share by exalting one another. Learn to send a word of encouragement to a brother or to a sister. Just learn to let somebody know that God is faithful. Even when it seems like situations are not going to go the way you expect them. God is so faithful. When every part does its share, Bible says it causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself. What does edifying mean? That means to build up. So it's not just about the growth, but being built up. Then he said, for the edifying of itself in love. Listen, ultimately, the, the picture God is looking at is a body that is walking in love. Can I say that again? The biggest picture God is looking at is when you remember God is love. Jesus is God. So if the head is love, then the entire body is compacted together, knitted together, put together, working together, speaking the truth in love, and then we grow up by virtue of the, I mean, by virtue of every part doing his or her share, and then it causes growth, and then onto the edifying of itself in love. Ultimately, love is the greatest. Now abides faith, hope, and love these three, but the greatest is love. Jesus prayed a prayer in John 17, and that is a big picture. He said that Father, let them love one another as you have loved me, so that the world may believe that you sent me as a Christ. It is when ultimately the care of the churches, I'm talking about the local assembly, has become your care. When ultimately the burden of the body of Christ has become your burden, 
and you are functioning not just for your local assembly but for the entire body of Christ and everything is done in love that is when we say we have caught the big picture and I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will catch the big picture in the name of Jesus pretty soon we'll be praying I'll allow song ministration to, to, to take you know over and then we'll be praying in this direction and I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the spirit of a living God will overwhelm us with a certain understanding to get ready because the church is marching on and the gaze of hell shall not prevail against it. The church will emerge gloriously by the year 2021. I prophesy it is a year, it is our year of glorious emergence. At the time the Lord spoke to me about this, what I'm telling you, that was the last quarter of 2019. I thought the Lord was talking about IPR ministries alone. But now, with the benefit of COVID-19 and its aftermath, with the benefit of this global pandemic, that has made us know that God is doing something beyond our local assemblies. And what he spoke to me long ago in 2006, 2007, about the fact that this is what he intends to do. This is the time. Now I know that it's not just about IPR ministries. When he said 2021 is the year of it's our year of glorious emergence, I see that it's not just about the local assembly where I dwell and where I pastor, but it's about the entire body of Christ. God will, will prepare us as a church, as a body, and we shall emerge gloriously. No more infants tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. No. Where people use tricks to get the attention of those who are ignorant of the truth. But now we will know the truth and we will speak the truth in love. We will be committed to the well-being of one another. I see a body rise bigger than anybody's imagination, bigger than any local assembly can achieve is the entire body of Christ. And I see God do it. It shall happen. It shall happen in my time. It shall happen in your time. What has been prophesied right from the, 20, I mean the first century church in scripture is going to happen in my time, in your time, in this 21st century. Get ready. Get ready because God is looking at the big picture. He wants you and me to see that big picture so we can function in that reality. Lift a voice. Let me allow a song ministration. Hallelujah.